Welcome to the Bible study tonight, the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church. We're so glad you could join us tonight. As uh, our pastor mentioned Sunday, we will be studying uh, John chapter 6 tonight. I'm going to be referencing the front end of uh, chapter 6 and also some on the back end, but we'll mainly be studying tonight um, chapter 6, verses 22 through 36. So you can be looking in your Bibles. Uh, again, thank you. Be praying uh, much for our country. Be praying much for those that uh, are in need today. And we thank you for your prayers and your support. And we've had a wonderful uh, Sunday service, Sunday morning early, and then Sunday morning at, uh, uh, at the 1030 service. Thank God for his message and word from uh, our pastor. And tonight I want to share some things on my heart about, uh, I've, I've titled this lesson, Searching for Jesus, the Bread of Life. And when we read the scriptures, I think I had to start the pieces to come together for you. Hopefully I can help you tonight, enlighten you, encourage you, and strengthen you in the Word of God tonight. Because that's where it's at. That's where the Word, uh, that's where our strength comes from, the Word. So let's start out tonight by going to prayer. Please pray with me. I know we got a lot to pray about. Please join me. Father, we thank you for this night that you've given us to be together, Lord, to study your word, Father, through uh, the technology means here, Father. We understand, dear Father, that you have blessed us with it and given it to us, Lord, for the times that we need it for like tonight, dear Father, and the times we're in today. Lord, and we thank you for your many blessings. Most of all, thank you for Jesus Christ, Lord, our Savior. Thank you, Lord, for his spirit that lives in us, Lord, and he loves us, dear Father, and we thank you for that. Father, and guiding and leading us. Lord, be with us in our Bible study tonight, Lord. Let your word encourage us, strengthen us, Lord, and help guide us, dear Father. We need it in this day and time, Lord. Touch our federal government, our state governments, Lord. Touch every scientist and everyone that's looking for an answer, dear Father. Be with them. Lord, help us soon be back together in this house again, dear Lord. We miss each other, Lord. We miss each other a lot. We want to be together, to fellowship together, to worship together, dear Lord. Lord, and we know that that day is coming again one way or another we'll be together again at the love the christians that love you dear father lord be with us lord and all those that are sick dear father in need physically dear father be with them lord spiritually lord touch those that are in need lord be with all of us lord most of all we thank you for your love and your grace lord and for the many blessings each day that you give us lord even though today all we see is the negative dear father we know that you're there on the throne lord we know that you're alive dear father and i praise you for that and i thank you for that lord thank you for being a blessing in each of our lives lord and giving us that peace that we need to go forward in your love dear father lord be with us this night as we study your word in thy name we pray amen so let's start with uh john uh, 6 22 the day following when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none other boat there save that one whereinto his disciples were entered and that jesus went not with his disciples into the boat but that his disciples were gone away alone. Howbeit there came another boat, boats from Tobias, night unto the place where they did eat bread, after that the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum, seeking Jesus. Notice the word there. They were seeking 
Jesus. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? And Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Ye seek me not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves that were filled. Labor not for the meat which perishes, but for that meat which endureth into everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him hath God the Father sealed or approved. Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Isn't that just like us, asking us what we can do? Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God that ye believe on him whom ye have sent. They said therefore unto him, What sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee and doest thou work? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not the bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I say unto you that that ye also have seen me and believed not. So let's talk a little bit. I think tonight the way I'm going to start this Bible study is by asking us a few questions. That's something we can be thinking about as we work our way through uh, learning here and, and, and refreshing our memory on a lot of this uh, in our Bible study. But most of all, let it really penetrate your heart and mind and understand what Jesus is telling us in His Word tonight. Um, and pray for me that I share that, that what's on my heart. So starting with the questions. How do we seek God? Why do we seek God? Why were the people really seeking and looking for Jesus in the scriptures that we were talking, uh, reading tonight? Because it's the same thing that people do today. Why does people really seek Him? Do we search for Jesus? Not so much for what He is and who He is and that He's the Son of God, but for our needs. Is it wrong for a Christian to own and have possessions? And this is the follow-up question that answers that. Who and what is in control of our lives? What happened when Jesus did not feed them? I want to plant that seed to you again. That's the last question. But what happened? Now, you'd have to. hopefully you've read the, the whole chapter. We announced Sunday. Hopefully you read the chapter 6. But if not, I will go through it again. But in verse 66, it answers that question. What happened when Jesus did not feed them physically again? A lot of them. Not all of them, but a lot of them. So beginning in chapter 6 tonight, um, the scripture tells us about a multitude of people that were following Jesus wherever you went. And they had been following him for a while, is what the word's telling us, and uh, Jesus had been teaching them. But he also tells us that it was time for them to physically eat. 
So Jesus performed a miracle. He fed them. Remember the story of five fish and two loaves of bread? Well, God multiplied that as He can do in our lives today. But He multiplied it. And these people came back looking for God, on uh, Jesus on the shore, but they were looking for Him for the wrong reasons. Also, when we look at the beginning of 6, we continue reading that disciples boarded the ship, but as to all the people were watching, they didn't see Jesus get on the ship. Well, while the uh, uh, disciples were out crossing the sea, the, uh, the winds blew up, the sea got very rough, and they saw Jesus out on walking on the water, and uh, conversation took place, and then they, uh, uh, Jesus got on the bo uh, board with the disciples out at sea. I'm only saying this for a lot of reasons. When we, we'll talk about them a little bit when we get closer uh, to the end of this. But uh, uh, I, one of the things that stuck in my mind and I've heard mentioned many times is, you know, as soon as Jesus got on board, John tells us in the Scripture that immediately the sea was at land. Remember that part of it? So let's continue to read here and, and talk about this. Also, I want to plant one more seed in your mind, one more thought in your mind as we start our study tonight. 1 Corinthians 2 and 14, we learn that the Word tells us, the man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. What, we, what this verse is telling us here is that we have always been in the sense of the physical being and to be in the sense of spiritual being with Jesus, we have to accept Him and learn who He is. And that's what the Scripture is saying. And if we don't accept Him, then we spiritually have, uh, we will not be able to understand who He is in physically. But that's what a lot of us do. We physically try to, as the Scripture told us, work and do things. We try to physically accept and understand, but we can't. The Word tells us as we just read. So they were seeking and looking for Jesus. The story begins tonight. Jesus had just fed the people, as I mentioned. So they went to find Him again because they wanted to, to, to get their physical needs met again. So the people knew uh, that He didn't get on the boat, so they went looking for Him. And the main point is they didn't know where He was, so they crossed uh, the sea also to find Jesus. And as soon as they, they uh, crossed, the story begins tonight that I want to talk about a little bit more is the question they said uh, in uh, verse 25. They said, Soon as they saw Jesus, they said, Rabbi, how and when did you get here? They were seeking Him, looking for Him, didn't understand Him. And then what Jesus said to him, and I want to read verses 27, 8, and 9 again. I think it's very important for us to... Well, 26, I'm sorry, 26, 27, and 28 again. Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Ye seek me not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perish, but for that meat which endureth into everlasting life which the Son of Man shall give you, given to you. For him hath God the Father sealed. And then 28, Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? 
As I continue tonight in seeking Jesus and finding Jesus, I want to say that in those three verses, Jerry, uh, Jesus made very uh, pointed points to the folks back then and to us today. They're very important. First of all, Jesus made the point that it was obvious that these people were looking in a physical sense. They were not only looking in a physical sense, but they were looking for themselves. They were looking for something for themselves. They were looking uh, to get their hunger fed. They were looking for that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, um, when we come to Jesus, when we go to Jesus, do we always come to Him looking for something as these people did? No, no. That is not what Jesus expects us to do. One of the problems that we have today is the same people that uh, same thing that they have, and also America. One of the things that uh, the most important thing that is a problem today is we have a tendency of focusing on ourselves, focusing on our needs, focusing on what we want, and not focusing on who Jesus really is and what He wants to do for us spiritually. We have a tendency of, 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 of always putting our minds on the spiritual needs, not the fear, uh, physical needs. You may say, wait a minute, Mac. You know, isn't it true that Jesus says in His Word that you know, all we have to do is ask Him and He'll fill our needs and He'll solve our problems and He'll, He'll help us. Yes, absolutely, He did say that. But the problem is, we don't put our focus on Him. We put our focus on the need. What He's saying spiritually is that we're supposed to focus on Him and He'll meet those needs. If we can concentrate and always putting our mind on those things that we're desiring and we're needing, then we're not going to get what God wants to give us. We need to put them on the spiritual things. One of the major steps in achieving um, spiritual blessings is getting our minds off ourselves and getting it on God. And that's what He's telling us. Get your mind spiritually on Him. The second point Jesus made was that He rebuked them and told them that they were putting their minds on material things. The real reason for the miracle that He performed feeding them, they missed the whole point. They looked at the food. They looked at the blessing, just like today. We, we have a tendency of looking at the physical things, and we, we really don't look at the blessings that He's given us in our daily walk. He fed them and He wanted to show them by feeding them how who He was and that He wanted to meet their not only physical needs, but He wanted to meet their inner spiritual needs. He wanted to feed them. So they, made, they missed the overall greater blessing by not understanding who He really was and what He was trying to do. God in the beginning blessed us when He built this earth. And the land, the trees, the everything. You know, this earth provides for us. This earth feeds us. This earth does. And God gives us the knowledge and the understanding to, to feed ourselves. So He blesses us with that. So they are all, but we lose sight because of all the fear spirit. He has blessed us so tremendously, I guess what I'm saying, is that we lose sight of what He's really wanting us to do, is spiritually be in contact with Him 100%. Depending on Him and looking to Him. One of the things that I, I, I loved about uh, uh, an author named A.W. Troxler, he's a great man of God, a great writer, he said, these things that have become, these things here on earth, have become a potential source, a, a source of ruining our souls. So we find our minds filled with things and discover that we often... When we go to God, 
we're worried more about our things, our possessions, and the things that we own than we are about Him and looking to Him and, and actually wanting to worship Him and praise Him and bless Him with our commitment and studying and praying and things like that. We need, you know, we, we always go to Him when we need something. Yes, even Christians allow things to hinder us. We let things get on our, uh, in our way. We don't wholeheartedly, 100% gives ourselves to give ourselves to Him. And we let things obscure our view and not let us see and be aware of what God's really wanting to do in our life. I think about three or four different stories in the Bible that relate to what I'm trying to say tonight and what Jesus was trying to say. In the story of Achan, you know, at the Battle of Jericho, God blessed them tremendously. Uh, you remember the story of Jericho and tearing down the walls. But God said all the spoils of the... Uh, uh, there in there was to be dedicated to be, uh, build God's kingdom. But guess what Achan did? He kept some things for himself. A garment, 20 pieces of silver. Bargain. So he was looking after himself. He was taking from God because he won't blessing God with what God said bless him. And because of that, God punished all of Israel and they lost the ne next battle at Ai. So God did not bless sin. And then when I look at Solomon, wow, when you look at the whole story of Solomon, Solomon was, as we even hear in the uh, uh, natural history books today, Solomon was one of the richest kingdoms in the world at that time and ever was. He had all the wealth, everything that he would ever want or need, but guess what he did? He let that wealth and that lust uh, also of the body ruin his spiritual life. He caught his eyes off God spiritually and put his eyes on the physical things. That's what God, Jesus was telling us in this story tonight. We need to keep our eye on who he is. He is the son of God. He is the savior. He is salvation. He is the way to heaven. We need to remember that. Our eyes should be focused on him. And then when I think about Ananias and uh, Sapphira, they lied to the Lord about their possessions and didn't give what they should have given to Lord to God. And what happened? They both were judged. Possession and owning things is not wrong. I believe that in my heart. God can give you everything and bless you with many things. But what He's saying to us is we are not to be seeking and building anything here on earth and keeping our hearts and our minds on these kinds of things and and possessions and lust. Our minds should be on Him. If we let these things get in the way, then they are wrong. You can't let the things here in this world get in the way. I think about the story of Abraham on the other side. Uh, meaning that the three stories I just told you about, they, did, they took from God. They physically looked at themselves. They looked at their own desires. But uh, uh, Abraham did not. He was willing to sacrifice his own son. What does that say to us? We read that in Genesis 22. Abraham truly kept his eyes on God. He loved God with everything about him. And he was willing to sacrifice his son. The ultimate test. Our test is every day. Our test because we got stuff and things. That's all. The devil is trying to kill and steal and destroy our lives. Especially our spiritual life. We need to be careful and not let him steal our spiritual life. And then the third point that's, that Jesus was making here to the crowd 
is that you won't seek in me wholeheartedly. You are only half seeking me and for all the wrong reasons. You know, based on the scriptures that we know most of them, when you read six, verse 66, it said that they got discouraged and they went home. Jesus kept trying to tell them, if you keep reading on, he told them in many different ways and tried to help them in many ways as the word does us today. If you read this word, it will help us get an understanding. It will give us that guidance and lead us. We won't get discouraged if we stay in His Word. But what they did is they sought Him half-heartedly. They didn't give their whole heart and whole attention to what God was trying to say, what Jesus was trying to say. So they got discouraged and went home. Let me ask you some questions here. Do you get discouraged when and seek Jesus half-heartedly when you don't get your prayer answered immediately or in your time? Do you get half-heartedly Seeking God when you don't get your way and pride gets in you in your way and you just don't want to ask for forgiveness. Do you seek God half-heartedly? Do you seek half-heartedly when you don't agree with something that's going on uh, with your family, with your church, anywhere? Or your, your expectations or what are you looking for not getting met? Or do you look for God half-heartedly? Do you seek God half-heartedly when, when you don't find Jesus uh, in the way that you want to find him, and lead, and and uh, he may even Jesus may be trying to lead you in a direction and and guiding you. I've heard many ministers say that uh, you know God was calling me to preach, but I kept fighting it and I kept fighting it and I didn't accept it. So God was trying to lead him in a way, and they kept fighting it. That's not what God wants us to do. If it's a good thing, if it's a blessed thing, if it's going to bless somebody else, if it's going to teach someone else, if it's going to do something for Jesus, it is the right. Thing. Thing to do. We need to be careful with that and seek Jesus wholeheartedly. David explained it best in Psalms 27 and 8. My heart says of you, seek his face, God's face. Lord, I will seek you. As I've told you uh, in lessons before, and our people that's been in the Bible study, David is the greatest example of truly loving God and seeking Him. We are to seek Him wholeheartedly. They were not. And then I'd like to speak to you a little bit tonight about what Jesus was trying to say about properly seeking God. How do we really seek God properly? How do we find Him well, first of all, we must seek God where He can be found. Y'all know where He can be found? In the Word and in Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ. First of all, salvation. you got to be saved. I believe the way you truly find God is through His Holy Spirit and His Holy Spirit, hallelujah, is Jesus. It is God. We seek Him through Jesus Christ. The Scriptures tell us tonight that God had given His Son approval, that He was authentic, He was alive. He was His Son. He was the one that they should be looking to and, and answering to and looking for the blessings because He is the one. John 14, 16, said, uh, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes before the Father except through Me. You must go through Jesus Christ. For anyone today to say they are Christian and on the way to heaven, if they have not accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior, they are not correct. 
They're not on the way to heaven. I believe that. Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. You have to accept Him spiritually. If we don't accept Him spiritually, we're not going to understand, as I read you uh, uh, earlier in 1 Corinthians. You can't, uh, you'll be spiritually discerned. You won't be able to understand if you do not accept Him spiritually. And when you do accept Him spiritually, you will see, obviously, all the blessings around you. Every single day. You listening right now as a Christian, do y'all know that a miracle happened in your life? Hallelujah. Being saved and accepting Jesus Christ is a miracle. When you accept Him, you start, your eyes start getting open. You start seeing more and more how He loves you, how He wants to bless you, and He loves everything that you do for Him. And it ain't because you want to work for Him, it's the things that He wants you to do for Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the second thing we must do is no one can come before the throne for us except through prayer to have our souls saved. I believe you can uh, intercede for everybody for all kinds of reasons. But you personally cannot find Jesus until you look for Jesus. Nobody can find Him for you. You must come to the throne. You must spend time seeking Him. You must seek time praying with Him. You must have time studying Him. You must meditate on Jesus Christ. Put your whole heart into Him. And finally, wholeheartedly seek Him. In Matthew 5 and 6, Jesus said, Blessed are those who come hungry and thirsty for righteousness, and they will be filled. Folks, what He's saying there to us there, I believe with all my heart Matthew is saying in his writing there and what God's saying to in his word, word there is, there's a desire that gets in our heart. There's a passion that gets in our heart. We want more of Jesus. Once He fills our heart, once we've been saved, that's what we want more of Him. You know, a lot of people get saved and then they stop. That's just the beginning of, uh, of what God wants to do for us. Salvation is the first step. It's kind of like a baby step. Hallelujah. It is the first way into heaven, yes. But there is so much God wants to do for us. There's so much more blessing that He wants to do for us. Hallelujah. He wants us to seek Him wholeheartedly and give it all. We can't earn salvation. As Jesus told them, um, the work has been done. When they asked you, uh, Jesus about the work, basically Jesus saying, God has done the work. Hallelujah. And Jesus answered that He was the bread of life. Hallelujah. Thank you, dear Jesus. Here's a book of the Bible that I love. I want to read to you. Amos 8, 11, and 12. The days are coming, declares the Sovereign Lord, when I will send a famine through the land, not a famine of food or thirst for water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. Men will stagger from sea to sea and wander from north to east, searching for the word of the Lord, but they will not find it. You know what? I pray to God He takes me home before that day. That, you know what that means? 
It really means what it's saying there. What, what Amos is saying is the Word of God, that end times, the Word of God won't be available to us. We won't be able to find the Word of God. People, you know where our strength comes today? It comes from the Word of God. It should be a sacred time for us every day. It should be a blessed time for us every day that we can study and we can learn and He can guide us and lead us and teach us through His Word. It is His Word that is important to us. His Word feeds us. That is, and His Word is Jesus. As the beginning verse first. The very first verse of John says that God is the Word and the Word is Him and, and the Word is he, God. Jesus is the Word. That's what, what we get from Him through the Word. I pray that we won't be here during that time. Folks, there will be a bad time when we do not have the Word of God to learn from. And then I'll uh, ask a question. I want to spend a little time on bread of life. Why is the term bread of life used by Jesus when he's explaining who he is. You know the flesh. Somehow. In our flesh. We determine. That we are thoroughly capable. Of working out our own salvation. Man feels competent. And we're very educated. And smart. And uh, you know. God has blessed us so richly. That we can't see. Uh, those that don't know and understand the spiritual side of what God is teaching us is they can't see what God is trying to do for us. We, you know, they, they, for some reason, though, we think that if we work enough and hard enough and everything we do for Jesus in His church is what He's looking for. That's not what He's looking for, folks. He's looking for our heart, our soul, and mind. You know, verse 28, when they ask that question, what shall we do? that we might work the works of God. I love this, what Jesus said. Notice in verse 29 what Jesus said is that this is the work of God, that ye believe on Him who has sinned. What Jesus was saying there, the work has been done. The work that you folks are trying to do to earn your way into heaven, you can't earn your way into heaven. Hallelujah! God has already given us His Son. His Son is the way into heaven as I taught you a little earlier. Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the answer. The work is done that we need to do to earn our way into heaven. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! And then look at verse 30. What they turned around and said after they turned around and told them He was the answer. Verse 30 said... You know, show us a sign. I, there is humor in that. As you read it, if you read it over and over and really think about what, uh, what's going on there, it is so humanistic. So, you know, Jesus just fed them 5,000, and there's more than that. That's how many men were there. There were women and children there with the food. It was a miracle. It, it, there's no other, no other answer for it. He had already shown that He was Jesus, the Son of God. But yet, they turn around and say, well, show us a sign of who you are. He'd already, they could not see because God had already blessed them so much. Same thing happens to us today. We keep putting blinders on because we have it so good. God has been good to us, people. We need to be thanking Him for it and then turning our hearts 100% to Him. And then I think about what they said that about Moses in our story tonight, that Moses gave the people manna for heaven. I won't spend time on that because we already know that God 
provided that manna. But that shows you how they were blinded. And they had they even used the term, it is written. Yes, it is written. And written, how powerful that is. They should have known that if they'd have read the whole uh, story of Moses, that God provided them freedom from uh, the Egyptians. God is the one that fed them out in the desert. God did it, not Moses, but used, God did use Moses as he can use us today to feed his people. Thank God. So it was by faith Jesus is trying to tell them. It's difficult for people today to abandon their own attempts and convince ourselves for somehow or another, we think we can convince ourselves that our human efforts, and we do, many people do, but it don't convince God of anything. People, what Jesus is saying today is we must realize we're falling completely short of what God wants to do for us if we do not truly understand the spiritual part. Our faith should be in Him wholeheartedly. The message that Jesus Christ is the bread of life is a simple one. I'm going to simplify it for us a little bit more. What is important about bread? Well, first of all, from a physical sense, we know that we need bread. We need food. It is something that we need to grow, to live each day. We need it every day. And um, what we're trying to do is go and do without Him spiritually each day, and we can't do that. You would die if you go without Him spiritually each day. Just like if we didn't go, uh, if we didn't have food each day. So, you know, going your own way is not going to get you there. Uh, you know, I, I think about what I've heard about, you know, um, I, 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 I've got a good car, I've got a house, I've got wealth, I've got, you know, I've got everything in my life I need. I don't understand uh, this thinking uh, about Jesus and looking to Jesus. It, it just, you know, but you know what? That kind of thinking, and I've actually heard that. Some of you may have heard that, especially people that do not believe, the anti-believers. Uh, all... Everything in this world, as we're seeing some of it today, things can, can be gone tomorrow. In fact, the Bible tells us, I heard a little humorous, Laurie was telling me a little bit humorous today. She was listening to a guy on the radio station talking about how everybody that is living for tomorrow and storing up things for next week and the following week and the following months, they're storing up things for... And one of the things is, well, I think the way he said it, something like this, if people truly believed wholeheartedly in Jesus Christ, you would find all the toilet paper you wanted to find on the, on, on the benches or on the uh, shelves in the stores. Well, think about what this man's saying. And by the way, I, I know who she's talking about. The man preaches, I mean, black and white. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, if you ever uh, uh, want to listen to him, just let me know. I'll give you his name and stuff. But bottom line is, he preaches the Word of God. And you know what? The meaning is powerful. What he was saying is, God tells us in his Word that we're not to live for tomorrow. For tomorrow we may not be here. We need to live for today. Today, and we need to live spiritually for Him. Our soul. You know, if we, if we have everything in the world, the Bible tells us, but we don't have our given our soul to Him, if we lose our soul, what have we really gained? We've lost everything. Hallelujah. Always remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes before the Father except through me. And that we read that in John 14 and 6. 
We don't want to remain dead spiritually, but have many things. I'm uh, dead spiritually, but have many things physically. And also, when I talk about bread and food, I want to spend a few more minutes on that. And the second part that I want to mention about bread is one of the reasons I believe the Bible uses bread and uh, spiritual water is to simplify it for us. Because we, as a physical way, we understand that we need food for bread. We need water. We need these things. So Jesus is trying to say he's not only the bread of life, but the living waters of life. And Jesus used the term, as the Bible tells us, to try to communicate to us and also to help us understand. Jesus said, He is the bread. He is the bread spiritually that feeds us. Not all, you know, another reason I think about bread is, bread is kind of one of those foods that everybody can eat. Excuse me. A lot of people can't eat meats or whatever reasons, can't eat certain fats and can't eat certain things, but most people can eat bread. So I think simplifying it, bread is understandably something that most people or all people uh, won't need. And, you know, I've heard that another thing that I've heard that about the bread of life, when you start teaching about the bread of life, that some people say, yeah, I, I just can't grasp this bread of life thing and this bread of understanding thing you know i i i think that's you know that's kind of those people that are needed or poor or they're seniors that need help or they're helpless in some way or even the uneducated for whatever reason they they they're the ones that really need jesus this jesus that you're talking about you know what that's a lie of the devil folks that's a lot that god loves every soul Jesus loves every soul. You know, that is not true. Every single person has to give their heart to God and have faith in God. And it's just that we're so blessed. Those blinders, as I mentioned, are on. And the third thing I want to mention about the bread is it should be eaten daily. In other words, some of us try to go days and sometimes weeks without really feeding on Jesus' Word, on God's Word. We can't live that way. God wants us to understand that just like we need bread, we need to eat physically every day. We need to also feed on Him every day. Salvation is not, as I said, is is the beginning of feeding on Him. But every day we need more and more. The Lord's Prayer, if you think about the way the Lord's Prayer begins, it says, Give us today our daily bread. A lot of people may not truly understand that's a prayer over a meal sometimes. That's a prayer over something else. But what this is really meaning is God give us your word every day, your blessings every day. He's saying we need to feed on him every day. And the emphasis is on the word daily feeding on him every day. We need his word. We must be fed spiritually to grow in him each day. Also, to build our relationship. You know, when I think about building a relationship, I think about how relationships, if you build a really positive, a good, really uh, good relationship, it takes effort, doesn't it? It takes time. It takes uh, everything in you. It takes the best of you. It takes your love. It takes your time. It takes everything about you. And, and, and meditating on that and thinking and planning and, and you know I could go on and on but what you, you get the point. The point is to really 
feed on Jesus spiritually and to reach God every day, we must be spending quality time on putting an effort into it, putting time into it. And that's what Jesus is telling us. The thing that we neglect the most, I believe, is getting fed daily from Jesus Christ. I believe, you know, I, I, I know that we can't always take our Bible, and I thank God now that on my uh, little phone, I've, uh, I've been able to get the Bible on my phone, and I can, uh, during lunch or break, or even in my truck sometimes sitting, I can, I can read the Word. Folks, we need the Word. We need the Word. The Word is where we're going to be blessed and led through Him. Fourth thing I want to say about bread that I believe is important as I'm wrapping up here is bread produces growth. In other words, food. As we eat, you know, there's a little bit of humor in this is if we eat too much, we're going to gain a few pounds. I would like to say it this way, and I'm talking to myself as well, I'm talking to you. We need to gain a few pounds in Jesus Christ. We need to feed on His Word. I think it's okay to gain a few pounds in Jesus Christ, don't you? We need to feed on His Word. That's okay. We need to feed on His Word. We need to bless Him. It blesses Him. And it produces growth. It produces growth is the point that I want to make tonight. Another point that I want. When I think about the days of the, the great King Augustine, Luther, Calvin's, Wesley's, all the people of our time that were great people that loved the Lord and how the Holy Spirit broke out and how churches were built and how God, uh, thousands and thousands and even millions of people were getting saved through all these different ones. And what happened was they were sharing the Word of God. They were sharing and feeding people the Spirit of God. And then I think about as early as the 1900s, when God blessed the USA with the Zuzu Street and a pouring out of His Holy Spirit. And folks, as I conclude tonight, the important, uh, another important part about being spiritually fed and being spiritually understanding of what God wants to do in our, our, our life is that, you know, when I think about what He can do in our lives that we can't do, physically, we can't heal we can't save people. We can't, you know, we try to bless people. We try to do things, but we can't. People still are looking for something, and that something is Jesus Christ. I, and back to the Azuzu Street. This is not stories that were told. This is factual and actual. I, I recommend if you've never read the story and read what happened back then, a break. It won't about a day's revival, week's revival, month's revival. We're talking about years of revival that God put on this earth in the United States to teach us about His Holy Spirit and the things that came out of that. Facts. People went into that house, that little house in wheelchairs. Hallelujah. People went into that that house hallelujah in the in uh, walking they would and with walking canes people went in there sick people went in there that were sinners and god turned their lives around and he healed them and do you remember when you read the story if you have it what it took it took this man that believed in god's word and prayer he spent hours and hours over a half day, six, eight hours a day in the end praying. 
That's what it takes. I don't think God expects us to spend that much time praying every day. It'd be good if we did. Look what happened. The more he prayed, he began started praying at a lot less hours. And then he started building. The more hours he prayed, the more people were blessed. People, our 10 and 15 minute prayers uh, are not enough. We need to be praying and building that spiritual life with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We want to see our churches grow. We want to see our folks saved. We want to see our families healed. We want to be blessed. Then it's all through spiritual living through Jesus Christ. The church is not strong today, folks. I'm sorry to say that. A lot of churches are not strong. But then there is some churches strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are some churches strong. You know why they're strong? Because of what I've been teaching and what Jesus said in His Word tonight. It is all about Him. It's all about Him. It's not about the spiritual things. Hallelujah. I'm looking so forward to coming back and filling up this house with God's loving people and blessing people. A church that's going to grow today is going to have its eyes on Jesus Christ. The churches that are being blessed today got their eyes on Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God put this humor in my heart. I want you to get fat with me. Hallelujah. Get fat with me in God's Word and in His prayer and in His love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The faith, the reason churches are failing today is because they're not feeding on Him, the bread of life. You know, in John, as I conclude, I want to tell you in John, John said it so many ways. Well, actually, Jesus said it, but John wrote it. Seven different ways Jesus tried to explain in the book of John in all those chapters. I'd like to refresh our memories. Tonight, in verse 35, it said, I am the bread. In verse, I'm sorry, in chapter 8, you can read it, it says, I am the light of the world. In chapter 10, it says, I am the gate. In chapter 10, it also says, I am the good shepherd. And in chapter 11, I am the resurrection and life. In chapter 14, it says, I am the way to truth and the life. And in chapter 15, it says, I am divine. How many different ways and how many different times does Jesus have to tell us who He is? Hallelujah! He is the way to truth. It is a spiritual relationship with Him is how we're going to find what we need in our life. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Praise Your wonderful name, dear Jesus. Are you looking or searching for Jesus tonight? Are you needing something from Him tonight? You know what? We make it difficult. So difficult. Hallelujah. But it's really easy to find. He is easy to find. We just need to get rid of ourselves and look to Him. We just need to get our eyes wholeheartedly off of ourselves and on Him. We need to just spend quality time with Him. We need to personally be talking to Him in prayer, in humbleness, in meditation, and in love, and reading His Word. That's how you find Jesus, and that's how you find God. As I said, the very first thing is we have to find God through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And when we find Jesus, when we have Him living in our hearts, hallelujah, we are the church. 
His church is going to be blessed. We're going to see others blessed. We're going to see other things, happenings, and miracles. We don't have to ask for a miracle. We don't have to ask for food. Hallelujah! We won't have to ask for nothing but praise Him and bless Him. This is the prayer. There is power in His name. There is power in the name of Jesus Christ. Meditate on Him. He is the bread. He is the life. Look to Him. He's the manna from heaven. If you want to grow spiritually tonight, hallelujah, hallelujah, you want to see things from God tonight, then follow His words that I've read to you tonight. And what He's trying to tell us, trying to tell us, and I realize sometimes it is not in what we call clear English for us to understand but God will put it in a way you understand if you spend the time with Him reading His Word, studying His Word. Read it and walk away. Ain't going to ever get it. I've learned. My heart has learned. I have to spend time meditating, reading, researching my heart, and even researching others that I trust. We want to grow in Him. We want to feed in Him. We want to love Him each day. And thank you so much again for being with us and being with me tonight and my wife, Laurie, and my son, Joey. Thank you so much, and thank you for all listening tonight. I really appreciate you tuning in. And next week, uh, I'll be studying again, probably in John, but I'll let you know uh, Sunday. I'll announce Sunday, but be reading and studying God's Word wherever He leads you tonight. Thank you, God bless you, and good night. Thanks for tuning in to this Wednesday night service here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Wednesday Church with Reverend Mag Perry. Tune in again Sunday morning at 10.30 for our Sunday morning worship service live online right here with our senior pastor, Reverend Jerry Barbie. You can also watch our services live on demand through the website, the app, and Facebook as well as YouTube. Don't forget to check out the podcast if you can't watch through your favorite podcast provider or go to the website or the app and the quick link is there for everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Church. I'm Joey Perry. God bless. Have a great week. See you Sunday.